TheOAMNetwork.com. Power to the podcast. Uh, welcome, everybody, to the Pink Tower, the Montessori podcast for the Maria Montessori School. Tonight, we are talking to some of our alumni, some of our college-age alumni who have gone through their transition in high school and now are out there in the world in college and applying their Montessori principles to that new and exciting adventure. Uh, every week, I like to start out with uh, talking about a famous alumni, uh, not from our school, but of the Montessori program. There's something that people always ask me about who famous went to Montessori. And so there are a list of people that, that we have been working our way through. And tonight, our famous Montessorian is Jeff Bezos, who was the founder of Amazon. Uh, Jeff Bezos uh, was a, a Montessori student who was very focused on his work. His teacher said that he would get so into the materials that they would have to literally pick him up and move him on to the next work, physically pick him up and move him on, which I think would break his focus. That doesn't sound like a very uh, following Montessori thing to do. But uh, he loved his materials and, and, and loved working with his hands. And so I like looking at quotes from people, um, looking for quotes from famous Montessorians that I think reflect a Montessori uh, sensibility. Uh, so Mr. Bezos often compares Amazon's strategy of developing ideas in new markets to planting seeds or going down blind alleys. Amazon's executives learn and uncover opportunities as they go. Many efforts turn out to be dead ends, Mr. Bezos has said. But every once in a while, you go down an alley and it opens up into this huge, broad avenue. So that sounds like a Montessori thing to me. Mm-hmm. How about you guys? Okay, so we're going to go around and I'm going to have um, everybody introduce themselves. Uh, Nate, do you want to start? Uh, yeah, sure. I'm uh, Nate Seiler. I'm a college student, freshman here in Memphis at Rhodes College. I went to Montessori from when I was six to when I was 14. I think that's how the ages work. Uh, hi. All right. Great. Thanks. All right, that's good. So, yeah, everybody tell us where you are now, how long you were at Montessori. That's good. All right. Maddie? Hi. I'm Maddie Smith. I was at Maria Montessori from ages three to 14. Um, and now I'm still here in Memphis, and I'm going to Rhodes College as well. All right. Gus? Hi, I'm Gus Harmon. Uh, I'm a college student at University of Memphis, and I was at the Montessori School for uh, three years. I think I was 11 to 14, maybe. I'm not sure. All right. And joining us on Skype is Philip. Hi. Um, So my name is Philip Trentham. Um, I'm a sophomore at Trinity University in San Antonio, Texas. Um, and I was at the Maria Montessori school, uh, from age four till 14. All right. Okay. So the first thing like I told everybody, I don't know if I told you, Nate, so I'm not going to put you on the spot. I'm gonna let you think about it for a little bit, but, uh, I, I know that when I'm a Montessori teacher, so when I tell people, um, that I work at a Montessori school, they always say, Oh, that's cool. And then the second thing they say is what is Montessori? As if it's something that you can tell them very quickly over uh, some uh, hors d'oeuvres and cocktails at a party or something like that. But uh, it's a little more complicated, but we all have our uh, quick explanations, I think. And so you guys have been asked this question before many times, I'm sure. All right. So to you guys, uh, 
what is Montessori? And uh, I'll let Philip start since uh, he introduced himself last. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So, Montessori, I always tell people, first of all, if they don't know, that it is a style of education. Um, but it's also just kind of like, it's kind of a, uh, a mindset or like, um, something that if you, if you are brought up in Montessori, that it stays with you for a long time. Um, and it really is an asset to it. It, uh, gives you a lot of skills, um, for later in life. Um, and I think the one that I like to, to tell people most uh, the most influential thing I think for Montessori is um, the focus on um, finding yourself, like being introspective. One of the um, most prominent things was like the who am I uh, question we asked ourselves in middle school um, and in college, which is kind of, I guess, the theme. All right, Philip, I just wanted the nutshell. So <laughs> you're, you're getting ahead of yourself. I have a lot of questions I about – forever. Just cut me off whenever I am – all right, we'll get to that other stuff. Okay, but good, cool, good cool, stuff, cool. good stuff. All right, Gus, how about you? What is Montessori? Well, I think I like to break it down to like what I remember the most, and that was um, like the learning at your own pace aspect of it. Because I'm, a, I think I, in some aspects I'm very slow learning, and it I need a lot of motivation sometimes. And I think that was really helpful to have the time and that was that you would be given if you needed it and it wasn't like moving at someone else's pace. Mm-hmm. And I think when people ask me what Montessori is, I try to tell them that cause that seems to be like the most profound thing to me. Mm-hmm. Um, as you know, it, that's about, that's my answer usually. Good. Good. All right, Maddie. Uh, to me, Marie Montessori was, it started off as a very hands-on experience with learning in particular. I remember like going outside and picking up leaves and like making sure I knew how to detail them and what parts of the leaves they were. But as I got into middle school, I became more aware of like there's a good community there and I got to experience what a good community community it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I generally tell people it's a place where I was sort of raised. Oh, okay. Well, that's a good answer. Yeah. All right, Nate. Uh, when I talk about it, I usually sort of give the example of how elementary school worked, which was you were given a list of seven topics. You had to get through them by the end of the week, and that not by the end of the week, you had to get through them in that order and just kept going with only minor breaks. And that sort of sums up kind of what Montessori was to me. Mm-hmm. Just doing things entirely at your own pace, just with a general goal in mind and moving towards that. I think that's a good life lesson. Just keep going with minor breaks. And then you'll be fine, right? Yeah, that's right. good. All right, cool. Now, what Philip talked about, you know, some of the other groups that we've talked to have talked more about the um, the materials and things like that. But Philip brought up our questions. So, in, in the middle school, we have these. We have two years, and we have these two questions: the "Who am I?" question and the "Who are we?" question. Right? Do you guys remember that? Oh, it's kind of good, 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 good. <laughs> So that so Philip, when you said that, when you talked about the who am I, so elaborate more on that. I cut you off on that, but I'll, I'll let. I just think that it's something that is really always on my mind as a college student because you, um, you're there's a lot expected of you um, when you get out here in higher ed, um, not just academically, but uh, in every other aspect. Uh, so like. 
for example, you know, like you start, you start um, being more involved with like the professional world and everything like that. Um, but, and you start to think more about where you're going to fall in, like where you fall in all these settings. Um, and I guess that's, you know, that comes back to the who am I question. And then the who are we question uh, is another thing I hadn't really prepared anything <laughs> for that. Well, talk, okay, so everybody, like, let's talk a little bit about the schools that you're in now. So you guys are at Rhodes, you're U of M, and, and what was it again in San Antonio? Uh, Trinity. Trinity, right. right. Um, so talk a little bit about what it's like. You guys are all, you guys all here are freshmen. Philip, mm-hmm. you're a sophomore. So what has that been like? How long have you guys been in school? About six weeks, something mm-hmm. like that? Yeah. Okay. So what's that transition been like? I think high school to college wasn't, isn't, we're not too much different from anyone else mm-hmm. in that regard. Because the, there was the big transition of Montessori to public high school for me. Mm-hmm. But this is, still, this is public high school to college. But it's been, you know, being on your own, having your own pace. I think the weirdest thing for me is sort of the breakdown of school time and not school time because you're always at the school mm. and you have a class that's in the morning, one in the afternoon and one in the evening and all this free time in between. And so, yeah, like managing your time is, is something new, right? Or is it more like that school kind of never stops. Okay. You're always kind of at school in some way or another, mm-hmm. which is a weird experience. <laughs> okay. Maddie, how about you? How's Rhodes treating you? Rhodes is uh, pretty great. I'm getting a lot of new experiences, like animation. Mm-hmm. Um, and like Nate said, it's kind of like I have to be there all the time to like get the hang of things and figure out how everything works. And it does have a great little emphasis on their community there where you can like hang out in the quad and everyone's really friendly. Mm-hmm. So you can just go up and talk to people. It's real nice. Cool. What about U of M? Um, well, since I don't really live on campus, so I don't, I don't think I experienced that um, always at school feeling, mm-hmm. um, especially because I, my classes are kind of spread out throughout the day sometimes. So, um, like I, I can leave campus and then have to come back later in the day. And um, but your question wasn't it more about the transition from? Well, I, I just want to know uh, how 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 school's going and, oh. and, and how you know. So yeah, your transition from high school to, or even, even, I think, you know, yeah, I think the biggest transition was not from high school to college. It was like from high school to the, like the adult, semi-adult realm Mm -hmm. of like working and going to school and, you know, paying all of these large sums of money I've never had my hands on before and stuff like that. And but somehow it's not as difficult as leaving Montessori for high school. I think uh-huh. that was more difficult. Why is that? Why do you think it's? I think it's because um, it was a uh, Montessori. Such a when you're in the community, it's such a um, not. It, it's it's more like it's kind of like a bubble of very like warm and nice feelings, and everyone is very pleasant. And then you go to from that. And you kind of are shell-shocked when you get into uh, high school because it's not that anymore. You know, it's not necessarily everyone's mean, but it's mm-hmm. just not as the teachers care about 50% less. The, all the students definitely don't care about as, anything as much. And going from high school to college, it's a, 
about the the same. (laughs) (laughs) You see that the yeah. The 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 professors care fifty percent less is what you're saying. I, I, well, now in college I'll say it is a little bit better, but yeah. than high school. But I mean, I have professors that don't really care if you do well or not. Oh, know? well, and that's just a reality that I you know it's sad, but it's you know you have to accept it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I'm prepared to do that now. <laughs> so, Philip, you left home. You're in San Antonio. So, how has that transition been for you? Um. So in a lot of ways, it was kind of a relief um, going, going from the public high school setting, which y'all have discussed, to this liberal arts school um, in a place that, I, that I'd never been to before, um, besides like touring the school and everything. But um, I don't know. I think that leaving home was like leaving home and actually going like pretty far. It's not really easy to get back to Memphis from where I am. Um, was a great decision because I don't have the opportunity not to be at school or or I I didn't at least for the first year because I didn't have any way to get off campus. Um, But I kind of saw it as going back to a lot of the, um, the things that I experienced in Montessori because, and I, I have a few uh, written down like this community (laughs) that uh, Maddie brought up. Um, the community that, that Maddie was talking about is like, is something at Trinity that is really important because, um, everything is like peer mediated that like, you know, peer run or student run, um, which is, was like kind of, um, something that I experienced in high school, but a lot more in college because, you know, at this point we're, we're adults, um, uh, uh, the, the responsibility is like flipped back onto the students. Like from when you go to high school, a lot of the responsibility is on the teachers to to make sure students are doing what they or that they need to be doing. But in college, you're going back, or as, at least in um, uh, where I am, I can't speak to all experiences. But the the you know the responsibility goes back to you um, to you know learn what you want to learn, which is really something that Montessori. Uh, emphasizes, I guess. So when you say, like, uh, so I like to give some leading questions here. Uh, so when you say that it's flipped back to you, are you, are you saying that you felt like at Montessori you had more responsibility? Or I had more autonomy, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe not as much responsibility because I was less mature at that age and I still needed a lot of guidance um, and direction. Uh but I was still at Montessori. We were encouraged to, we were encouraged most, most much of the time to um, to make decisions for ourselves, um, and that's something that in high school was a lot less emphasized. It was more of a more of a like you know shuffle from place to place. Okay, well, Gus, you're nodding your head. What what, what would you like oh, to say? Well, no, I was just agreeing because I felt like. Um, you go from, you know, we would have the, the little town meetings and we would, mm-hmm. you know, we would practice the, the, um, the skill of working together and like, you know, uh, I don't, I don't know. What well, here's is. a pop quiz. So in, uh, in elementary one, where would you go if you had a problem? Uh, uh the mediator table, you go to a peer mediator. No, no, that's not it. What is it? In, in elementary one, Miss Santina's class. Um, 
teacher. Nah, the peace table. That's you guys peace table. <laughs> what, peer mediators, not to element, elementary uh, Elementary two? two is the peer mediator. Oh, okay. And then what do you do in, in uh, middle school? What do we have? Was it? Is it? We didn't do it at the town. The box, well, right? No, we did the town meeting. We, we, <laughs> really? yeah, yeah, you guys were supposed to squ- settle all your differences and talk about everything know. in town meeting, but usually we did not. Yeah, I don't yeah. remember that. <laughs> we had chicken coops to build. We had chicken coops to build. We had yeah, we right, had trips to go on and all that stuff. Um, so, what about you guys? Did uh, Philip was saying that that you know autonomy and responsibility. Is that something you felt like you have carried through Montessori to what you're doing now? Or do you agree with that? I agree with, like, the regaining of it. Because, I mean, Philip, me, Philip, Maddie, we all went to the same um, high school. Mm-hmm. And we're going to at least similar styles of colleges now. Mm-hmm. And the idea, there is sort of this... There is a lot of like loss of autonomy. You're just sort of going from class to class, just like you said. Because you have seven classes with teachers who have seven classes who have 20 students each. It's just not going to work that you're going to be the same as when you're in a class of 12. Right. But now you feel like there's more. Is there more of that? Like what, what's it, what are your classes like in college? Like how big is your uh, animation class, Maddie? There is six people in it. Six people. Yeah. Okay. How big is your Comp 101 class, Gus? Oh, uh, it's your probably English. about 20-something, but like my art class has only 17 people in it. 17. Yeah. And then my math has like probably over 30. In yeah. It, so. Is anybody in one of those monster like geology classes? or yeah. what, what is it's that? Like my math class is huge. It's, 30? I, I think I don't, I'm horrible at estimating numbers, but <laughs> okay. I think that it's a large number. But uh-huh. <laughs> But it's a lot more than I've ever been in um, before. So. Well, there's sometimes you can go into biology or geog, you know, those kind of classes. You get like 150 yeah, yeah. people, and, and then you have a lab with with less people. But uh, okay, so let's talk about. Uh, I want everybody to think about. And Philip, I don't think I told you this, but I want everyone to talk about one material that they used at Montessori that they really enjoyed and they think back on fondly. So I know immediately. Oh well, Philip. Okay, Philip, what is it? Um, the pin map. Ah, yes. Um, I'm going into geography now mm-hmm. uh, as a probably a career urban geography, oh. um, and just like really fueled my like the need as a kid, wherever this need came from, to know exactly where everything was on planet Earth, um, and just really, you know, I could do it whenever I wanted, or I felt like I could do a pin map every day um, and just never really got tired of it. So, (laughs) and here I am making maps in a GIS lab over the summer. So So. your major is urban geography. Is that what? Urban studies. studies. studies, I'm trying to concentrate in in geography, sociology. Okay. And you can attribute, you think that's because of the pin maps, or at least that's kind of what got you started? Well, I mean... Uh, I don't think it all has to do with the pin maps. There's like so many things that I got involved with um, throughout my like high school career and everything. I just think that material is probably the one that I just feel like feel connected to the most just because of, you know. Cool. All right, Nate, uh, what, what, what's your major? I, I, I didn't ask that of everybody. Uh, what are you studying? Or have you... I'm at the point where I want to go to grad school, like law school. 
I want to go to grad school or law school. So at this point, it's vaguely a humanity. Okay. So currently, I guess it's political science, and I'm not sure I'm going to go through with that. Okay. All right. And what, what material did you enjoy? I can't. The ones I remember the strongest are actually from primary. Okay. I remember having to be taken away from the, um, I don't know what it was called. It had just making sentences, I think. Mm-hmm. This primary material, I had to be pulled away from it because I was just doing it all the time. Like, it was it the farm game or was it the, the diagramming? The... It was a wooden box uh-huh. and there were little white placards with words on them. Okay. And I was doing something with them. Okay. That's, that's what I can remember, but I remember doing it a lot. <laughs> I have to call Miss Maria and ask her what. what is, did did Miss Maria pull you away from it or Miss Pre? Or? Uh, probably more than once. I, I distinctly <laughs> remember. It's a team effort. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Maddie, what's your major? What are you working on? I'm, ma- I'm going to major in English with a focus in creative writing. Okay, that's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. And what about your materials? Uh, you mentioned the farm game. Uh-huh. I remember it very well. I, uh, I think they had to stop writing sentences for me to like build the farm with because I was getting too old for it, but I just loved it <laughs> so much. Right. Yeah. And the farm game, you didn't get to do it till you were a little older, right? Wasn't that the deal? Like you yeah. had to wait till you were four? I can't remember like exact age, yeah. but I think I remember one of the teachers being tired of writing sentences for me. <laughs> Well, the uh, at the we had the high school kids in here last week, and they were all talking about how they love the farm game, and they couldn't wait to get on it. So, nice. now, guys, you weren't there in primary, but you were there in elementary. Like, was there? Yeah, one year. Um, I think the the I'm an art major, so I think looking back, things I liked made sense because um, I remember one time Miss Julie was redoing or cleaning the art section mm-hmm. or something and I would just keep asking her if I could do it and just over and over again and one day she like snapped at me and was like no more like <laughs> it'll be done when it's done and, okay uh so I really liked doing all the art stuff obviously and then uh-huh. there was this one I think I kind of like came in at the end but I think it was like a student had started like the files like the classification of like the dinosaurs and, or something like or was uh-huh. it dinosaurs or was it was that right? I don't remember. I, I can't remember exactly, but... <laughs> but I, I remember, yeah. yeah, I remember liking that a lot mm-hmm. for some reason, because I think it just, I don't know, it was just intrigued my imagination. And then the, the class, like the bird watching one, that was fun as well, mm-hmm. which these are, yeah, that's what I remember liking a lot. Okay. So the teachers are snapping at you. No. They're, they're, they won't write you sentences. No, yeah. They're <laughs> pulling you off the materials. You guys are all Jeff Bezos is waiting to happen. Right? Exactly. That's what's happening. All right. Well, what about other things, guys? So when, again, this leading question here, but what is, you know, one of the things that we talk about in Montessori is being lifelong learners and, and, and wanting to, to get, you know, to, to be curious and things like that. So are, are there things outside of your current education that you're interested in doing? What are some of your extracurricular activities? Um, uh, Philip, in, in, right. feel free to jump into Philip if you want to. Okay. Well, I was just, I've recently started taking like history classes that weren't um, like European and American history classes. And that was re- very intriguing. Like I'm in an indigenous arts history kind of mm. class right now. And it's um, it's just stuff that I've never learned about and I never imagined existed. And like that type of stuff is 
very interesting. And, like, I think that if I, like, Montessori kind of bred the, um, like, the want to to take that class, because not many people take that class because they, they just don't know it. It's too foreign. Like, you know, it's very... It's not very popular, and I'm like, I'm glad that I was curious enough to go take that because now it's like one of my favorite classes. Mm-hmm. So, and yeah. is that how many people are in, your, in that class? Then I want to say like twenty, maybe. Okay. Um, it's like a huge lecture hall, but there's only like twenty people in it. Oh, okay, and so it, it just seems really small, really small compared to like a lot of those stuff. Because I, I was looking at all when I was choosing my classes, all the other histories were like full, and this one had, had like. 20 seats left open. Okay. And I was like, well, I'll, just, I'll take that one, not just because it was open and the only one available, but also because it was pretty interesting sounding. All right. Yeah. Cool. Anybody else? With- I, I think the most, like, Montessori extracurricular thing that I'm doing at Trinity that's um, kind of a – or it's, like, the main extracurricular thing that I do is, is uh, I'm one of the leaders of the Trinity B Alliance – so oh, I wait, started so, so keeping the B Alliance. Okay. Yeah, so I started keeping the hives <laughs> on campus this summer right. because they, the leader of the club wasn't staying, but I was staying for the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, so she trained me, um, in, in beekeeping. And, uh, then I, I like practiced the whole, or I did it the whole summer. Now I am designing, um, potentially designing a student talk course in beekeeping that I might teach um, at some point with um, Abby, who's the um, the president of the Alliance. And so I'm, I don't really know what my title is. I usually say vice president or secretary, but um, I am really into this, this apiary business now and it's been a lot of fun. Okay. And it's also very like outdoorsy. So Phil, and we if, did a if lot I of- am a aspiring beekeeper, and you wanted to give me some advice, what would be your number one advice for someone who wants to get into bees? If you have a good rooftop, uh, porch or patio, um, you should definitely have a beehive because they are ideal. Um, they keep the bees out of people's hair. Um, and they protect against, um, hive beetles and other pests. Um, but I, and that was like very specific, but bigger advice, I guess anybody can be a beekeeper. It's very like, um, it's really fascinating and there's not a lot of labor involved, not a lot of like manual labor. So it's really fun. Awesome. Okay. Nate, what about you? Uh, I'm not sure it counts as a hobby cause I still have to do it at a school, but I'm, uh, taking Japanese at the university of Memphis in my free time still. I took it all throughout high school. The roads doesn't have it, so I figured I'd rather than just sort of give it all up, I'd keep doing it there. So you okay? So you you take Japanese? Did you take Japanese at White Station? Yes, I took it for four years. And then you're but you're taking it at the Memphis. University of Memphis because Rhodes doesn't have it. But so do I, you do that as a? Do you have to enroll at Memphis to do that? Are you dual enrolled or something like that? Uh, there's some program Rhodes and Memphis have where you can. Okay. It's all the colleges in Memphis have it. Okay. And how is that? Do, are you fluent in Japanese? Or? Oh, no, no, uh, yeah. no, no. Yeah. I'm intermediate mid, I think, is the classification. Mm-hmm. There's like four more levels higher than that. Did we ever have those students from U of M come when you guys were there? Dan Harper's students? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, they, yeah we had the, the Japanese students. Yeah, those are, that was great. 
You should try to seek them out. I don't. Dan was saying that they aren't doing that program anymore, or something like that. I, I still keep up with about with a few of them on on social oh, really? media. So, <laughs> sure. Yeah. For those of you that don't know, we stuff. we would have uh, these students. Uh, one of our parents, Dan Harper, taught a class to Japanese students coming to America to learn better English, and they would come to our group and they would show us some sort of Japanese skill. Do you guys remember some of the things they showed us? Philip, what would they show us? I think when we when I was in middle school, I remember it was more, it was like a more international. There were like there were students from all over, mm-hmm. and they kind of presented on their mm-hmm. their respective countries. I don't I don't think it was specifically Japanese. There might have been Japanese. There's students two there. there's two groups that he brings. One is more international, and one Japanese. Uh, yeah. I remember like a um, South American like presentation, vaguely, a more South American one. Then, so Nate, how do you how do you plan to use your Japanese? Are you going to try to go to Japan or? Uh, I just really like the language, honestly. Oh, okay. There's sort of no greater meaning than that. It's just something I really am interested in, so I keep taking it. Okay, but no plans to go to Japan. I mean, I want to go eventually, but it's not the reason I'm taking it. It's more of a side effect of having taken it. Does your dad still travel to Asia a lot for business? Uh not anymore. I th- yeah. he's um he mostly lives in Omaha now. Mm-hmm. Mostly. Yeah. For a while, this was after he would drive down like every other week. Yeah. Which is pretty insane. It's a 12-hour drive. Yeah. Now he mostly stays in there, especially since I've gone to college. and Ben is off to college next year. Yeah. Cool. All right, Maddie, what about you? What, what's, 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 uh, what are your interests and hobbies? Well, um, I'm taking animation. I know it's like required and whatever, but I'm still super interested in it. Is it required? Animation? I mean, your foundational requirement for art or Mm. like something like that has to be filled and I'm getting that with my animation, Mm -hmm. but it's actually homework that I have a lot of fun doing, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Because it's like a new skill that I'm learning. Like we get to draw on tablets and it's very new to me. I love it. And yeah. Cool. Well, guys, I think that might be it. Is there any any last comments? I I, I think um, I, I guess I, uh, hmm, what do I think? How how do how about the way that you interact with your professors? Do you feel like that's more like your Montessori experience, or is it more like your high school experience? Um, more. It just depends on the teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, my art teacher, she's. Uh, She's more like it's very we work with her more than like kind of like it was with in Montessori. Um, she's like very available, very there all the time. You know, whenever you need to ask a question, and it, it's not like intimidating. Um, but then, like I have other teachers that are they're like, don't talk to me. You know, uh, <laughs> just listen to the lecture and go home, do the homework, come back, take the test, and then it's done. Um, so it just depends, really. Philip, what about you? How's your relationship with your professors? Um, so like Gus said, it does depend a lot on the personality of the professor. But in at Trinity, um, we're like really encouraged, uh, like strongly encouraged by the faculty and by like our own or for the people that I know. I'm encouraged to go to professors office hours like all the time and get to know them. So there are some professors that I have a very strong, a very close personal relationship with, um, and 
uh, that has led to like a lot of really cool opportunities. That's how I got to, um, to work here at Trinity over the summer for a professor. Um, I think it's a lot more like Montessori because they, you know, the professors treat, or a lot of professors treat you with as much respect as you treat them. Um, and it feels more equitable. It feels more, they feel more approachable than my teachers in high school. Um, but at the same time, and I know I'm going, I know I'm talking a lot right now, but at the same time, um, I did kind of carry this mindset going into college that I've been kind of like indoctrinated by high school where, you know, the, the teacher, the instructor is kind of like inherently maybe like not supposed to be your friend. But now that I've been here for, um, for a while, I, I've kind of like, gotten over that to an extent and it's been really rewarding so cool anybody else want to comment on that or my advisor is actually marshall boswell oh okay yeah so yeah a parent (laughs) at the montessori school yeah um i know him pretty well yeah and it's really it's pretty friendly like a lot of my professors say hey come see us during office hours and the thing is i'm i'm a pretty quiet person in general Mm -hmm. So I don't speak up a lot in class, so I can go see them afterwards or in like smaller classes. I can ask questions without feeling too nervous and it's real friendly. Cool. Nate? Uh, it's actually kind of weird for me because probably is just coincidence. I had a bunch of teachers in high school who were about 24 to 25 years old. Mm-hmm. So in by my senior year, it, like we were almost the same age. <laughs> yeah. So the barrier of not being friends didn't really exist. Mm-hmm. I, I saw a movie with the teacher once. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But, uh, like in college, at least my teachers, they're definitely not super far away, especially since we have to be close. It's just, there's small classes, mm-hmm. but I think it's too early for me to know exactly how, I'm not close with any of them yet, but I don't know if I will be unable to be. I guess that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. So, all right. So one last thing. This is this is for my own personal thing. Uh, so we hear a lot in, uh, in the world today about fake news and how we're constantly being uh, bombarded by what is real and fake news. And, and in middle school, you guys had to bring in a, a, a new story every day. And, and part of your teacher's goal, me, my goal, was uh, to make you guys better connoisseurs of news and uh, to try to think about uh, not only – part of it was just starting a conversation. That's my friend that calls me at the worst times all the time. Um, but – We'll cut that out. We'll cut that out. But uh, so, do you guys feel like that? Did, did that help you kind of be better uh, consumers of news? Did that did that help? I'm just trying to see if I, I that had any impact. <laughs> I feel like I would really enjoy that today. Yeah, yeah. I would. I didn't really appreciate it when I was 13. <laughs> no. I'll admit, no. I enjoyed it. Yeah, and I'll never forget the time someone brought in the story. American Idol enters its 100th season. Yes. legitimate fact. <laughs> <laughs> Not with 100th season. Was it 100th episode, maybe? No, no, it was 100th season. That no. was, that, that's what they brought in. Oh, okay. It wasn't true. Uh, oh, okay. Fake news. Yeah. Fake it, news. it was fake news. <laughs> American but, uh, Idol's not been around for 100 years. 
<laughs> yeah, was, I remember the exact thing you said back then. <laughs> but, well, good. Uh, that's that's good to know. That uh, well, uh, hopefully that that you guys would. But that part of that is, and and, and just to pull the curtain back a little bit on that is the reason we would do that is I wanted you guys to we I wanted to have a conversation with you every morning about something and um, I wanted to see that if you guys brought something in that you would see me taking seriously what you said and trying to interact with you and I might say that's fake news that's not a good story that's not but I'd also try to listen and and the idea is that hopefully that would start a conversation that would last throughout the day. But uh, also, um, I wanted to, you know, and it's just interesting now that we have this whole crisis of people who are, who don't know real from fake news. Um, so yeah, if you ever need to call me up and give me a news item or something like that, you're more than welcome to, if you, if you need a news guru to, to help you with that. But, uh, all right guys. I, I, so after that, that's just my, my little selfish thing to, that I wanted to know about. Um, but uh, thank you guys for coming here tonight. Thank you for sharing your time. It's I know it's difficult to to get everybody together. Philip, thank you for for coming out. And um, so hopefully we'll we'll uh, we'll keep hearing from you guys. And remember, you know, doors always open at the Montessori school. You can always come and, and say hi and and uh, sit in that chair in front of the middle school and have everybody ask you questions about what your life is like and all that. So thank you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to The Pink Tower. You can follow us on Twitter at MMSCast and also on Facebook at The Pink Tower. Make sure to subscribe to the show at iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. The proceeding is an OWN production. For more information, go to theoamnetwork.com.